Hello and welcome to another episode of the Burt's Books podcast. I have tried to re- record this podcast a couple of times. I, my words are stumbling over each other and I just can't get them out. So I'm going to give you the headlines about where I'm at at the moment. First of all, the Arenda book subscription for this month. I am waiting on the stock of Demon by Matt Veselovsky. It's out next Thursday, along with Bitter Flowers by Gunnar Starlison. Uh, but if you have subscribed to the Arenda book subscription, it will be with you very, very soon. But we're just waiting for the courier to deliver the, the final box of books. The next thing I want to tell you about is Shelf Life, my other podcast, because everybody needs to be doing at least two podcasts, right? There aren't enough podcasts in the world, so I think we all owe it to do even more. Well, my other uh, contribution to the podcast world is it's basically Desert Island Discs, but for books. Uh, Find it by googling shelf life um on wherever you get your podcasts from or go to anchor.fm forward slash shelf hyphen life uh and every few weeks or so there'll be a new episode where i have interviewed an author an illustrator maybe somebody from the book world about the books that have changed or influenced their life in some way and i have today recorded the first episode of 2022 and it will be with sarah bonner a debut author and customer of burt's books i'm very excited um about her book her perfect twin which comes out on thursday i have read it i think i have done a review of it on the podcast if i haven't i apologize but it is a very good book and uh, you should go out and read it and you can pre-order it at burtsbooks.co.uk but you can also sign up to the signed fiction subscription and you will be getting her perfect twin in that subscription this month uh that subscription is for new and debut and emerging authors and they are all great books that by authors that you've not met yet so definitely uh, check that book out as well And in talking about books that you should check out, I am going to tell you today about The Undiscovered Deaths of Grace McGill. It's by C.S. Robertson, and I will be telling you more about it on the other side of this music. The Undiscovered Deaths of Grace McGill by C.S. Robertson was the fifth book that I have read in 2022. And I was sent this proof by, I think, Stephen Cooper at Hodder. Um, And I was very intrigued by the name. I I quite was pulled in by that. Um, Let me read to you the blurb. Death is not the end. For Grace McGill, it's only the beginning. When people die alone and undiscovered, it's her job to clean up what's left behind, whether it's clutter, bodily remains or dark secrets. When an old man lies undetected in his flat for months, it seems an unremarkable life and an unnoticed death. But Grace knows that everyone has a story and that all deaths mean something more. So Grace McGill, she is in her well she's the same age as me actually so she's around 34 35 and she is a professional cleaner i guess is what she would put as her job title uh, in the in glasgow and around that area of scotland 
and she, but when I say cleaner, her main thing, in fact her only thing really, is that she visits the homes of people who have died and she specialises in people who have died and been left to rot. So people who've been there and un lain undiscovered for some time. This is quite a graphic book in places where she talks about the fluids that have been left behind and how she cleans them, etc. But it's not it's not about it's not about the cleaning as such. It's about the people. Uh, she doesn't come in contact with the bodies. They, uh, her job is, once the body's been taken away, she goes in. Now, what she does is she takes pictures of the scene and she takes some mementos as well from the scene. Uh, and she tries to find the family members that are known or, or that maybe aren't known. But she tries to find somebody to track down to give them the... The, the possessions of this person's life because they died alone, they were left alone for a long time but she kind of thinks there must be somebody out there who cares for them. And what she also does when she's at home is she creates little dioramas of uh, scenes. So she takes the photos of these scenes, of these homes, that have been lived in and just been left for so long and she creates tiny miniature versions of them. You would be right to think that Grace McGill is quite lonely herself. She doesn't really have much of a life. She is working, she's building these dioramas, she's looking after her cat, George, and occasionally she's looking after her father, who is an alcoholic, he's abusive, and is the reason why her mum is no longer around and possibly a, a, a big reason as to why Grace is like Grace is because Grace is a little bit odd but in a way that as a reader you can really understand and get in her mind as to why she's like this and she's a loner but a massive like, like she's not sure of how to deal with people and there's one sort of technique of of that is that when she's when she is interacting with other people you you see things like the writer says um I, I like what she's really thinking she says i think uh okay here's here's an example of one i'm just trying to find a short one i think they'll think i'm weird is what they'll think i say nothing. So you get this, I think, I say, I think, I say. So there's more going on in her head, and then she just says this one thing out loud. And you can understand then how other people see her, but also get a better understanding of what she is like as well. This is all just sort of background colour, really, because the story really kicks off um, when she goes to see the home of Thomas Agnew, an old man who's laden dead, as the blurb says, for months. I think it's in fact five months. And she is cleaning his bedroom 
and she finds these newspapers. And this is perhaps not unusual with the people that she is dealing with, where they have lived fairly isolated lives and they've become hoarders, or they've just let the cleaning go. And I'm saying all this and looking around my own flat at the moment and uh, wondering perhaps if maybe I have more in common with Thomas Agnew than I had originally thought. The, the good thing is there aren't piles and piles of newspapers around me. There's piles and piles of books, but not newspapers. And she finds six that seem to have been set apart from the others, and they are all on the same, from the same date, and it's a local newspaper. They're all from the same date, um, and just annual, year after year after year. I think it might be like the 23rd of July or something like that. And she's unsure what does it mean. In the wardrobe, there's just piles and piles of old newspapers, and they're not really, they get sort of thrown in there. But these six have been kept in a pile. They've been kept uh, sort of separate and a bit cleaner, a bit better condition. And she's, what is going on? So she starts to investigate, and she goes to his funeral. And there's nobody there apart from two other men. Uh, but the funeral's been paid for by somebody, and she's not sure who, there's no family around. These men say it's not them, but they seem to have known Thomas, or Tommy, as they call him, from a long time ago. So she starts to try and find out what's going on. And all she's got to ask them about is this picture of five young men from the 60s, sort of all sort of topless, their arms around each other, they're on holiday somewhere, having a good time, and it seems to have been kept safe, and uh, it, it, treasured possession of Thomas's, perhaps. So she's, all that's all she's got to go on, and she starts looking into it, and she starts trying to work out what has connected these men She's trying to find out more about his life, I guess. But then, as she goes on, what she discovers is that there is perhaps something else going on. And that the disappearance of a young woman on the island of Rothesay, I'm going to say that, I've probably pronounced it wrong, uh, but the, uh, this disappearance is maybe connected in some way. It's, a, it's an interesting book. It's one that um doesn't it doesn't concern itself with huge twists and things there's a cut well i say that actually there's a really startling moment when you realize something is going on that you hadn't clocked before but i say that it doesn't really concern itself with big twists in that the men you kind of understand what's happening what happened to them what secret they're trying to hide and that isn't really the point. The point is, it's all about Grace McGill and how she... And, and these lonely people and the way that we all have these lives going on that other people don't see and how that perhaps there are people very close to us, uh, if physically, if not emotionally that are living alone, that are living um, very lonely lives, and would go undiscovered if they died, perhaps for a very long time. It's quite a chilling thought. Um, it's, there's not really a lot more else I can say, because it will give stuff away in the story, but 
Grace McGill, I can tell you about her. She, as a lead character, uh, she's very... You can get behind her. You can, um, like, really... I, I want to say a bit like Eleanor Oliphant. She's that type of character. She's a bit like the woman from A Tidy Ending, the Joanne Cannon book that is coming out later this year, where they are... There's a big inner world here. There's a lot going on inside. But outside, life has dealt them quite a hard you know blow and it's not an easy it's not been an easy life for them and they just want to get on and get with what they're doing and in a way these characters to me always seem like they're just waiting for death there's no ambition there's no thing that they are working towards they are just getting up they're doing their routine and then they're going to bed and they're getting up and they're doing their routine and they're going to bed. And there's, there's, I, I always wonder what is keeping these people going? For Grace, it's the dioramas, but it's also the mystery and the getting to know people, uh, even if they're long gone, even if they're dead, of getting to know them, getting to find out what their life was like and trying to maybe play a part in this world that means that these people aren't forgotten even if they have been um forgotten um and it does i mean actually it does say this fairly early on there's a reference to this sort of uh, famous um sort of i don't know if it's a saying or such but where you have been uh, everybody basically dies two deaths there's the physical death and then there's a second death when somebody like the last time somebody says your name or the the time when somebody dies who is the last person to remember you and that is kind of the the role that she's taking on in in her in this life of remembering these people who have been forgotten um but you have to wonder all the way through is who's going to remember grace and that really is as far as I'm going to say. It's called The Undiscovered Deaths of Grace McGill. It's coming out on... I think it's coming out this week, actually, the 20th of January. It's a very good read. I would highly recommend. Um, and it's one that, actually, if you're not uh, feeling a bit unwell like I was this week, it's one that you can probably read fairly quickly as well. Um, it's available to pre-order uh, now at birthbooks.co.uk. <laughs> That is it for this episode of the Burt's Books podcast. Do remember to check out the Shelf Life podcast when that is uh, published later this week. Uh, it will be on th published on Thursday, a new episode. But also on Monday of uh, this week, I will be announcing something a little bit exciting that is to do with Shelf Life. So look on my Twitter for that. Um, but I will possibly also have another podcast uh, at some point early next week as well in which I will tell you all about that announcement. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I want to say thank you for listening to me waffle on. You can order, as I said, The Undiscovered Deaths of Grace McGill by C.S. Robertson at birtsbooks.co.uk right now. Uh, but you can also get in contact with me and tell me if you possibly have already read it. Uh, you can email me, Bert, at birtsbooks.co.uk or you can find me on Twitter at birtsbooks.co.uk. 
books. Um, also, what else do I need to ask you to do? Oh, yes, please do rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That way you will never miss an episode. You'll never miss a review. And you will find out what I... Uh, all the latest news from Bert's books. Um, usually, you'll find it out first, I think. But uh, the Shelf Life announcement, that's coming on Monday. Look out for it on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to leave it there. Just remember, keep reading.